Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And this week we have a very special guest, our dad. (laughs) Yay. Well, good to be here. Glad to have you on the show, dad. Thank you. Uh, Before we get into this week's topic, we do have uh, at least one update from Shannon, right? Yes. So we talked about our Wii games last week. And I did it. I went out and I bought Nintendo Switch Sports. <laughs> oh, good. How is nice. it? And it was a lot of fun. Um, they still had bowling on there, um, which nice. was so fun to play again. And they had like some different modes that had like, there were obstacles in the way that you need to bowl around and whatever. And so we just, this last weekend on Saturday, we just played through all the different modes and had a ton of fun. Of course, they've got new sports that are in there, like badminton and um like volleyball and stuff but it was it was a ton of fun so that was it that was my update nice i still need to get that game i've heard good things i've heard you can play online too so yeah now that somebody else has that i'll have to join the sports team online (laughs) well cool i guess that's all the updates we have unless anybody else has anything they want to add nothing from me i just think it's wild that you're in the 70s with this great podcast you have going. It's crazy that we've done so many episodes. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> hey, I just thought of something. Uh, going back to Halloween costumes, I mentioned that I had dressed up as a ninja and how I loved that costume and it was so fun just like being a ninja. Uh, so mom texted me a picture of the costume. She went downstairs and found it. And I, I suspected that mom made most of that costume. But this part, I can't remember. I don't know if I didn't know this or if I just had forgotten. So it was all black. And then on the back, there was like a a round red dot with like a beautiful, like all black bonsai tree in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Dad drew that. Oh, I never realized that. Didn't you, Dad? I had no idea. That was when I was on the top of my game, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember thinking that was the coolest costume. And I think maybe just because little kid me didn't even think about stuff like that. But mom made most of it. But I didn't know you like designed that super cool like red black bonsai ninja logo it's so cool so thank you so much it's amazing oh you're you're welcome Uh, that was when i'd spend two days just carving a pumpkin (laughs) they always were amazing too (laughs) (laughs) well i guess we can get into this week's topic which is our favorite docu-series or uh documentary series we were up for a TV episode, and so we thought, documentaries that are made for TV. So we briefly discussed, and then we didn't pick. Sean, or you or me, you want to go first? Wait, Shannon, are first. you sticking around, or are you, oh. are you signing well, real off? real quick, here, I'll go first. So just like how we had our biographies, and I didn't really have any, I don't really watch docuseries. <laughs> so anyway, take it oh away, you guys. Dad, I'm excited to listen to the episode and what you have to say. Well, Shannon, anyway, before, you, before you leave... We got to have a, uh, and I'm Shannon, and then bye. And I'm Shannon, bye. Great, we'll put that in at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Uh, Well, who's going first, Sean, you, or or am I going first? Sure, yeah, I'll jump in. So I actually have a lot. I actually, the list I put together of docu-series specifically was 18 long. Wow. And and so I had to cut it way down. (laughs) What's funny, just a tiny bit of backstory is, I never had Netflix for so long. The only time I actually got it was when it became available for free with my phone plan. And I realized that that's actually one of the things 
that I know people gravitate some towards different services, but it's one of the things that I use Netflix quite a bit for is actually for docu-series. Nice. So the first one I have is actually, I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's it's one I talked about. It's I talked about its sibling on our YouTube um, episode. And that is uh, a, a series on Netflix called Explained. It has three full seasons, and then it actually has five sm- smaller spinoffs as well of either single episodes or a couple episodes. And it follows a very similar format to their YouTube videos, but they're pretty short. They end up being between like 15, 25 minutes. And the episodes will just go over random things. It'll be that there's an episode about crazy dances. That, that's what the episode's called. And it goes into uh, these these different popular dances that sweep through social media and even the impact that they have on concert and professional musicians and how how that kind of happens. And they talk to some people who have invented these dances. Or there's another one about dogs. And they talk about different things about dogs and why they really are our best friends and how they can actually sense with our pheromones and things like that. If that we, if we had a bad day more quickly than like a spouse or family members will, and just goes through these really interesting topics. So I won't talk a ton about it, but I wanted to throw that at the top of the list. Cause that's one that I've really enjoyed. And if you're looking for an episode, yeah, check out, check out dogs. I think that one's a great one. Yeah. But yeah, you can't go wrong. There's a lot of fun episodes there. Well, I'll jump in with another one that I'd like to talk about a little bit. Uh, I've actually mentioned this once a while back. I can't remember which episode it was, but uh, the Netflix docuseries called High Score. Um, it's a Netflix documentary created by Francis Costrell. Uh, Costrell, I think is how you say his name. I feel like that's that's mark that off on your uh, favorite show, Bingo, of Aaron can't pronounce someone's name. <laughs> uh, but it features stories and interviews with uh, developers and creators of early video games. Uh, it's six episodes. I feel like there's one thing that I really do enjoy uh, about all the streaming services is obviously there's there's so much cool content, but you know a lot of these documentary series like the like this one or or like any any documentary series, you know they don't necessarily get the same kind of viewership or or the the same kind of rerun numbers that something like say The Office or Parks and Rec or something like that may have. And so these may air on TV and they're cool, but they don't necessarily, you know, they don't bring in like the big viewer numbers, but with streaming places like Netflix and whatever, I feel like documentary series like these really thrive in an environment like that because they can just live there wherever, you know, it's not like they have to be hitting these huge numbers. They can just exist. Um, And I find all kinds of cool stuff. So anyway, but high score, uh, it's all about uh, basically the history of video games. It's really, really cool. And the thing that's kind of fun about video games is that, you know, they haven't been around for that long. And so you get these really incredible uh, interviews in this series. Uh, for example, the, the series is narrated by Charles Martinet, who you may or may not recognize the the name, but you definitely know the voice. He's been the voice of Mario since Mario had a voice. <laughs> I think back in Nintendo 64 era, I think is when he oh, first wow. started speaking. But in these episodes, the first episode, um, there's a lot of interview content from, uh, okay, again, pronouncing names poorly, uh, Tomohiro Nishikado. 
I think is how you say his name. He's the creator of Space Invaders. Guys, Space yeah, Invaders, right? That's awesome. <laughs> like, this is like having a documentary about cars with an interview with Henry Ford, right? You know, or right. Like, like, hey, let's talk about airplanes, right, brothers? You want to come give us a little spiel? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's really crazy. It's like, and, and the list in here is, is just crazy. Like, um, they interviewed uh, Toru Iwatani, who's the creator of Pac-Man. They talked with a guy named Nolan Bushnell, who is a co-founder of Atari. Yes. They have an interview with the kids, uh, the kids of Jerry Lawson. Jerry Lawson has passed away, but he created the game cartridge, right? <laughs> like, that's a concept, <laughs> wow. that, like a game cartridge. Like, someone invented that. And we interviewed his kids, you know, so not we, but there's, anyway, there's so much, there's six episodes and they, they have all these really cool uh, interviews. They cover a lot of stuff like, uh, the, uh, 1983 video game crash, which we talked about, uh, when Nolan was on the show once upon a time. Um, they talk about the console wars between Nintendo and Sega. They talk about the rise of online gaming and esports. Uh, they talk about the transition from 2D to 3D graphics. Like it's it's really a cool series, and and especially if you're a, a nerd like me or you like video games. <laughs> so so yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, called High Score, and I really highly recommend it. Yeah, that's a fun one. I've I've seen that. I I also recommend it. I would like to watch it. Uh, am I wrong? Uh, I thought Nolan Bushnell also was the inventor of Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, is he franchise. really? Hold on, I, I gotta look so. that up. That's awesome to, if that's true. To do the, the animatronics and the thing. So, anyway, look this up. But Hold yeah, on. I'll look that one up for sure, even as an old man. Creator and founder <gasps> of Chuck E. Cheese. No way. I never knew. <laughs> I did not know that. That's awesome. He established Atari and Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's crazy. And he was born in Utah, Clearfield, Utah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Wow. Well, Dad, with that giant nugget of awesomeness, <laughs> it's your turn. What else? Do you, what do you got for us? Well, I want to expound a little bit on on both of your comments about it is remarkable uh, with streaming services how much uh, documentary material is out there. And uh, I was just, that's my go-to. I get kind of tired of a lot of stuff that's uh, currently available only because it has somewhat of a sameness to it. Uh, so my default are the documentaries, and that's really, really uh, amazing to me. You know, growing up, documentaries came to me on uh, Sunday with uh, Disney's uh, weekly program, and also Disney would bring them into the grade schools. I remember in, being in grade school, and, and they were all uh, nature-oriented uh, and talked about, uh, oh, yeah, I remember what they're called now, True Life Adventures. That's right, and yeah. Would, and they and I, I loved them, but that was the only time I ever saw a documentary growing up. And then uh, my next introduction, uh, well, let, let me return to Disney. So when Disney reintroduced uh, Disney Nature, I was so thrilled, and I just had to watch every single one of those. Now, I think they were released into theaters, but uh, they've also uh, been available on uh, the Disney uh, streaming service. So I've watched every one of them, and my very favorite uh, episode was Elephant. Uh, it's actually quite an emotional show, as uh, you see how elephants 
honor one another. And it's, it was just amazing, uh, to watch the, uh, the whole Disney nature series. So, uh, I guess that'd be the first one I'd like to, to go ahead and bring up. You know, it's funny. I think the the default uh, documentary people think of is like the nature documentary, right? National Geographic or that sort of thing. Yes. Um, while I enjoy those, I have a hard time watching them, mostly because I don't like seeing anything bad happen to animals. <laughs> <laughs> I just like animals more than people most of the time. And so I'm like, no, they can't, they can't do that to them. So they, as, as great as they are, I have a hard time watching some of them. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but, uh, I used to have them on, uh, through national geographic would have them on and, uh, you know, watching the lion chase down prey or something. And your mom just had a knack wherever she was in the house come running in and making this turn it off <laughs> right before something happened. Oh, to that's the prey, funny. Right? She'd be like, change the channel, change the channel. I don't want the kids seeing this. So anyway. Well, oh, man. I don't know. And the nice thing about the different Disney nature documentaries that are out there is that I think they do show some bad, but not in as graphic of a way and it's funny it's interesting talking about in a graphic way because it's just nature right sure this idea of of being able to teach you or understand that that a matriarch died but doesn't have to show you know the hyenas feeding on the carcass or something like that right yeah which which actually kind of leads into uh, some similar uh ones that i wanted to talk about which is I really enjoyed Planet Earth. I've also really enjoyed from some of the same uh, creators uh, a series called Our Planet. Have have either of you seen that later one, Our Planet? I know it seemed like everybody saw Planet Earth when that came out because it was just so remarkable, the footage and everything that it had. I haven't seen that, no. I saw the first Planet Earth, but not uh, the newest that you just mentioned. So I was shocked to hear that according to Netflix some reporting that they did that it was actually watched by over a hundred million households. Wow. Um, which I, I don't know the numbers very well for documentaries and for, for docu-series, but what I loved about this one and is that it, in addition to making nature look to be- look beautiful and just the awe-inspiring aspect of the way that things exist in different regions and things like that. It actually highlights some where the edge oftentimes, which is blurred, comes between nature and humanity. And without really being preachy, I guess I'll say, it kind of it goes in and it says, look at how amazing nature is. Don't you think we should take care of it? Right. Like instead of the other way around of like, hey, you're ruining all these things. Look at this, you know, terrible stuff. It was just like, wow, look, look at this. And and kind of highlights. Yeah, again, where where humans are coming in, whether it's in, uh, you know, the episodes are like the coastal seas, jungles, deserts and grasslands, stuff like that. And anyway, it's just beautiful. And it was done in a way. The reason I was reminded of it is I did watch this one with my daughter, Eliza, and she enjoyed it. And there were a few things that she was concerned about, you know, like when there was a fire in the the brushland and, and how it's one of nature's ways of like clearing things out and allowing new life to come in. She was she was kind of nervous for the animals and, and stuff like that. But anyway, it was just a, a really good series. Um, 
and I highly recommend it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to take a look and uh, and watch that. Where where can you find it again? That one is also on Netflix. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, the next one I want to talk about, changing gears uh, significantly, <laughs> um, I want to talk about one that's by Ken Burns. And I, it was just a matter of time before somebody brought up Ken Burns on a documentary episode here. <laughs> sure. Ken Burns is just the master of documentaries. Um, everything he's made, I think, is really incredible. But my favorite of his series is called The War, and it's all about World War II. Um, I've always been fascinated with World War II history. I think it's just incredible that it happened, right? Like the stories are so almost unbelievable and the history of it and the things that happened, you know, the tragedy and the triumph and all of it. It's like, it really happened. And it's really incredible to me. You know, it almost sounds like something is made up, but it's, it's a really incredible history. Ken Burns uh, series about it though, the war. uh, I remember when it came out back in 2007, it it takes an interesting approach. I've watched a lot of world war II documentaries and there's a lot of great ones out there, but a lot of them, approach the uh, the history of the war from a, a top-down perspective, meaning they're telling the overarching story of, of what happened. This country did this, these leaders did that, you know, this battle happened here, which moved this thing there. And it's and it's it's like an overarching look at the at the the story. What Ken Burns did, I, I should say real quick, it's directed by Ken Burns and Lynn Novick. But what what they did in the war is they did a bottom-up approach where they started basically with four quintessential American towns, is what, the way they put it. Um, Laverne, Minnesota, Mobile, Alabama, Sacramento, California, and Waterbury, Connecticut. And they focus on several people from these towns and tell their experience of the war. You know, you have Marines and Army and Navy, you have uh, pilots and you have medics and you have you have this whole wide range of people, as well as people telling their story from home. You know, uh, Mobile, Alabama was a center of shipbuilding, one of the centers of, of you know, building battleships and, and aircraft carriers and whatnot, and tells the perspective of the people who were at home building these ships and, and taking part in the war effort. And then from that experience, you know, through those different people and the effects on the town, that's where they tell the rest of the story story of what happened in the overarching story of World War II. It's a really fantastic approach and it's really interesting. Um, it's uh, seven episodes long and uh, it's it's very powerful stuff. Um, it, it's, you know, like any World War II documentary, it's going to go into some really heavy topics. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to know what you're getting into before you watch it. They actually had had two versions. There was one, uh, that was the, the clean version. Uh, and then there was the unedited version that not what, there wasn't a ton, but there was some language. Like they talked about, you know, the, the origin of the term foobar and snafu, um, which you can guess what that F stands for. So, (laughs) you know, um, they, but that, that actually was kind of a big deal when they, when they did the documentary is that they left that in again, it's, it was only like maybe three uses of the word, but they, they really tried to show through these people's experience, like really what happened and what they felt. Um, some of these guys who were prisoners of war and, uh, you know, experienced some of these death marches, people who had experienced some of the concentration camps, they, it, the, the documentary just really doesn't pull any punches. And, and it, it's, I think it's one of the best, um, documentaries of, of any kind that I've ever seen. And definitely the, my favorite, uh, World War II documentary I've ever seen. It sounds very, very powerful. It is, yeah. Very powerful. For a while it was on Netflix. I actually don't know what streaming services it's on right now. Um, I liked it so much I bought it on uh, Blu-ray, so I, I own it. It was originally distributed by uh, PBS, so I don't know where that uh, lives online now, though. Right, and with PBS, that's 
sort of my next area where I discovered documentaries because that really was the only place to view uh, serious documentaries uh, for quite some time. But the first time I was introduced to Ken Burns was with uh, in 1990 with the nine-episode uh, documentary of the Civil War. And, uh, wow, uh, that was a very emotional one to watch because, yeah. uh, you know, again, they didn't hold back on uh, some of, uh, you know, family fighting family, uh, the age of the soldiers. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, even though, you know, they don't have ma- uh, weapons of mass destruction, it was actually in some ways more brutal to fight up close like that. And, uh, you know, honestly, it showed how we weren't sure this uh, this country was going to survive. So uh, it also had some light-hearted spots where it talked and covered uh, some nice music that uh, came out of the Civil War that uh, we take for granted today. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just to... Just, just a great one but then uh though my favorite from uh ken burns is uh baseball as you know I, I'm oh a baseball yeah nut. definitely uh, <laughs> i definitely was never born with a athletic baseball body but i did have a baseball mind and uh his nine episodes of baseball uh, had so much rich detail and pretty much wove baseball in with american history and so i thought i found it fascinating and uh they even followed it up with uh another episode called the 10th inning and so uh once again i'll be asking for that for christmas this year i ask for it every year <laughs> <laughs> <It never comes. laughs> we're taking but, note uh, now <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was uh again he just has a way of of storytelling, in my opinion, Ken Burns, that, uh, like you say, Aaron, just makes it so rich and deep and meaningful and uh, knows how to take a documentary. Everyone thinks documentaries fact, 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 but it gets turned into a very emotional uh, connection as though you you were there, right? And uh, it becomes great. So anyway, yeah. that's my, my uh, Ken Burns' contribution is offering up uh, 1994's baseball. He definitely does have a way of changing it from feeling like a history lesson, which is not bad, but, you know, (laughs) maybe a a class that maybe people were bored in in high school. But he has a way (laughs) of changing it from feeling like a history lesson to feeling like a a real connection story, um, which it really is. All of his his documentaries do that. He's, He's done a million documentaries, and they're all very good. Um, Dad, I will say you said you you didn't have the uh, baseball athletic body, but you taught all of us how to throw a ball and catch a ball and swing a bat. And I'd venture to say you were always better than any of us ever were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Aaron. Uh, I hope that I hope that part does not get cut out of this podcast. We're up to know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, Sean, what do you have next? So Aaron, it was funny when you said shifting gears here or changing gears. I can't remember what you said, but now it's obvious where I'm going (laughs) is 
there's a docu-series called Drive to Survive. It's on my screen right now, yes. <laughs> yeah, literally about, about Formula One and, and driving race cars. And I will preface this by saying the more I have dived into this, I've realized there is some controversy and, and it, it it's becomes very dramatic. And so I know even some of the Formula One drivers have been like, hey, that's... You know, it's like creating a rivalry almost in some ways, but it's also done a, a lot for the sport, especially in in the United States and growing its popularity. And so the president of Formula One has been defending it and actually signed for a fifth and sixth season um, with Netflix to do this show, Drive to Survive. And what's funny is this show was actually recommended to me by uh, the CEO where I work uh, at a, a startup. <laughs> And he was saying, yeah, after after a really tough incident of some kind, like being able to sit down in the same room and talk talk it out, even though you're frustrated. And and I think that kind of comes back to why I like it. Not necessarily that it's improved my work in any way, I don't think, but <laughs> but I like that it's not just the races and it's not just the drivers. It includes the team principals and the team owners and the media coverage and some of the politics and some of the rules and some of the different things around Formula One. And and yeah, it's just been it's been pretty interesting. And for me at least it's kind of been a gateway into other types of motorsports where it's it's been cool to see this and then kind of opened my eyes and said, well, uh, you know, there's some interesting things here because in Formula One, teams can have very, very different budgets and they can invest that within certain parameters into their car. And so you might have people racing against each other, you know, with with spending a tenth or less of money on their car as the person next to them. And so I've also enjoyed enjoyed getting into a little bit more. And I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm at your level yet, Aaron, but of like <laughs> IndyCar and NASCAR and, and, and those. And it's just interesting to see how each one is is different. But anyway, it's it's been one that I've enjoyed just seeing more outside of the race itself. It's kind of a show that talks a lot about all the aspects include that lead up to the race and include the race. But I feel like a minority of the footage in that show is actually the drivers racing. Um, you know, it's a significant portion obviously, but it's not, it's not every episode is like a new cut of certain, you know, races or things like that. It might, they might follow a driver or a team and, and his performance coach, as they're working through the mental pieces of, wow, I just, I wrecked this car last time. How do I get myself back in there and perform at my top? You know, so just stuff like that, I, I, I thought is really, really awesome and been really fascinating. I will, before you chime in, Aaron, I will say that just a disclaimer, there is quite a bit of language in there because people are quite, quite emotional and into wanting to win. Right. And so they express that in a very colorful way. They do. Yeah. It's, I love this series. And like Sean mentioned, uh, I don't follow a lot of sports, but I love racing, uh, love NASCAR and formula one and IndyCar and, and, and several other series that most people haven't heard of. So, <laughs> um, it is interesting. I was looking on Netflix and it says, you know, formula one drive to survive is a documentary series, but then over on the side where it says genre, it says docudrama. 
So, um, yeah, but, I saw that. <laughs> but to be fair, there's a lot of, I mean, anybody who follows any sports can tell you there's a lot of drama that happens within sports, um, just in general, you know, not just in formula one, although there's, there's plenty there too, but in like, like you said, Sean, with racing teams, there's, you know, maybe a driver comes in and there's certain expectations of them to perform a certain way. And if they're not performing up to that, then there's like the drama of like, well, do we shorten their contract or do we, you know, what do we do to help them improve? Or like if the uh, team is having a hard time getting sponsors or if there's tension between two drivers or, or whatever, there's so much that happens. And so, yes, they definitely edit it in a way to kind of bring out that drama, but that drama exists already. Let's, let's be real. So, <laughs> uh, it is a very good series though. Yeah. Like I said, like you said, Sean, there's some language, but, but if, if you can get past that, um, it, it's really, really exciting. It's, it's a, it's a it's a fun one. I I definitely would say I love NASCAR most of all the the racing series, but yeah, Formula One is really cool and and I'm excited that they've signed on for more seasons moving forward because it's it's kind of cool seeing yeah. the the drama even from season to season, right? Somebody who had a right. really right. great season and now there's a lot of pressure on them, or somebody who who had a rough season or and is trying to is suddenly doing well, or I don't know what it goes on and on. But it's, right. it's a lot the of fun. interactions from changing teams, right? Um, and things yeah. like that, and yeah, where you saw in a previous season that the two drivers on that team were really close, and and all of a sudden now they're going head to head, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. I will just one other note that I thought was pretty funny is I remember one of the team principals on there, actually the team principal for Red Bull, um, kind of joked in the last season that he was that his daughters now are like more into Formula One and their friends and stuff, all because of this docuseries. <laughs> and, oh, wow. you know, they're like they're super close, obviously, to to Formula One, but just the power of I've I think you know, kind of tying into some of the others that we've talked about of storytelling um, and being able to put it together um, <laughs> in in a way that I thought I thought that was really funny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, sticking with the sports theme, although I did say that the only sports I really follow is racing, there was a documentary that came out on Netflix in 2020 that I loved that totally threw me back to when I was a kid and I did follow basketball more. It's called The Last Dance. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's a it's a documentary that was co-produced by ESPN Films and Netflix. It is 10 episodes, and it chronicles the uh, Chicago Bulls back at the height of them winning every championship there was to win um, with Michael Jordan and all of his other teammates that were just the best of the best and unbeatable, right? Yes. It's really cool. And I got to be honest, I wasn't a Bulls fan back then because, as we've said, I'm from Utah. We all, we all grew up in Utah. So I was a diehard jazz fan, Utah jazz all the way. And I remember as a kid being super invested. First off, I loved the Utah jazz. I had like all the team, team pride, you know, but then the jazz were doing really well, right? Carl Malone and John Stockton and, uh, uh, that whole team that were so good and made it to the NBA finals twice. And I still think if it hadn't been for that almost unbeatable bulls of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, um, coached by Phil Jackson, like, I think the Jazz could have won the championship, but they just so happened, and they gave them a run for their money too, but they just so happened they had to be up against like Jordan at his height, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a really, really great documentary. Uh, follows the team and follows, you know, uh, uh, obviously Michael Jordan, but but the other teammates as well that, that kind of get overshadowed because of Jordan. Um, but talks about, you know, the way the team came together and the the challenges they faced and all of the the back and forth behind the scenes and off the court and stuff. It's really, really good. 
because they did uh, keep the Jazz from winning a championship, I cannot recommend this documentary <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It did. It gave me such such flashbacks to when I was a kid watching those games and being so heartbroken watching the Jazz get so close and then oh dang you Jordan <laughs> it's actually good I've I've watched some of the episodes of, of that documentary and it's uh, just the idea of, of overcoming right uh, is always uh, very inspirational to me uh, to be able to excel beyond uh what you think you can actually do anyway. So, we're, well, this is the our the favorite show. So, uh, there I've watched so many documentaries that have just ripped my heart out or tugged at my emotions that I haven't included them as my favorites. But we do live in a blessed time when we can watch all kinds of viewpoints in through documentaries, uh, especially through streaming services. So. Uh, that's really something. Uh, for me, I'm drawn to uh, documentaries that I want to know how uh, the inside of a successful company works so that I can learn the same thought processes uh, as an old ad man. Uh, and so I have as for me is the uh, 2020 series Inside Pixar. Oh yeah, that's uh, oh, a good yeah. one. They have the uh, they really get, you know, again, they they're very open. They're, they're sharing uh details of what helped them uh bring out uh revolutionary storytelling once again through animation and uh they they share techniques, personal stories, failures, people, technologies, just the entire culture uh, Pixar animation and uh, wow, I was just glued to that, uh, trying to hang on to uh, all this inside information uh, about how you tell a great story and uh, where you can go wrong and that sort of thing. So that, that's one I just uh, absolutely uh, enjoyed. I <laughs> I ended up watching it like all of them like three or four times and. Uh, I was still, uh, I still try to incorporate that into uh, any design work or copywriting that I, I do today. So uh, learned much. If, if you love creativity, please, I would recommend Inside uh, Pixar. It's very, very good. Yeah. So I had, do have one more uh, that really changes direction. <laughs> Go for it. It's called uh, The Genetic Detective. I haven't even heard of that. It's on ABC, I believe. It's had two seasons, even though uh, they weren't back-to-back years. <laughs> it focuses primarily on a single individual, C.C. Moore. She looks like a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> she looks more like she'd be telling you to hush up. You're too loud. More than... <laughs> her uh, detective abilities so she takes the dna that crime analysts and detectives have and she plugs it into genealogy of all things and i was first drawn to it simply because i live in a culture that encourages genealogy uh and uh 
you know, we're encouraged to do our family trees. And she has solved crimes by uh, connecting. They don't have enough DNA to connect to a person, but they have enough DNA to connect to a family. And Hmm. so they reach out uh, to family members, and some of them, uh, I mean, we're talking uh, cousins and uh, uncles and even beyond immediate family. And the crimes they've been able to solve, uh, you know, murders, has just been uh, intriguing to me. And uh, I'm drawn to sort of uh, (laughs) those kind of... uh, docu-series anyway because it's like solving a puzzle and uh and there's always a really positive good outcome you know whether it's a cold case or uh, from way back when or if it's something current but uh it is remarkable and it's just the latest technology with dna and how they can get more and more specific rather than okay this dna identifies 150 males and then they have to work with that uh she can take that and narrow it down into a family and from there start connecting the missing uh dna pieces so uh, i highly recommend it It, (laughs) it's i don't know how to describe it because it's so different from anything else i've ever watched on tv that's really fascinating yeah but uh it's called the genetic detective so wow that's cool (laughs) that is cool how did you how did you find it uh well i i get these headaches and i can't sleep so i turned it on and uh there it was and uh it was halfway through and so uh, at the end it brought up next week so i made sure i watched the following week and then uh i just started then researching and and seeing where i could watch it uh, and rebroadcast on streaming services and it, uh, being ABC, you know, they got a lot of connection that way. And it just, it, and then she's also been featured on shows like Dateline and, uh, other crime shows where, uh, when they get in a bind and they, they really can't go anywhere, uh, they're hitting a wall. They, they reach out to this CC Moore and, uh, She's she's got a crew that uh, solves the case. That is really cool. I'm gonna have to look That's that really up. Fascinating. I mean, uh, I know you've got a brother who's a great editor, and you're a great sound man, Aaron, uh, with Warner Brothers. But uh, so I think they could make it more entertaining that way. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, they could create a, you know, we've been talking storytelling. They could use some work with the storytelling. Uh, but uh, it is so fascinating just to see how they go from A to B to C all the way uh, till they get it resolved. But uh, it holds my attention. That's really cool. That's what a great idea. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really unique. I've never heard of anything like that before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that would take a lot of patience to do. So, but seeing it condensed in a in an episode would be really <laughs> fascinating. Yes. So, well, thanks for letting me share. Of course, yeah. Sean, you have any others you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll just I'll shift gears here dramatically. 
Oh, wait, I can't say shift gears anymore. <laughs> we, we'll, another racing show. <laughs> well, change. Well, it's it's funny enough. It's called it's called We Are the Champions, and it does have some racing in it, but not like you would imagine. So in each episode, the show We Are the Champions, they go through these very unique competitions that you likely have not heard of, or if you have, you don't know much about. And so the first one is actually a race um, that is cheese rolling. I know we we mentioned it briefly on the <laughs> That's episode. That's right. I forgot about that. that was they amazing. go to this really steep hill, and they have... Um, you know, a wheel of cheese and they roll it down the hill and these people just go barreling down this hill and people are like <laughs> spraying, you know, and, and, and breaking bones and bruising ribs and stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Or some other ones is there's a, a chili eating contest um, and just chili eating contests in general. There's fantasy hairstyling. Uh, yo-yo competitions, <laughs> dog dancing, and frog jumping. Where, wow. um, yeah, you these people go and they'll they'll find their champion frog, and you're trying to get it to jump as far as you can with three hops. And so, anyway, it's just it's uh, it's enlightening. I, I would say that there's not necessarily as much of the inspiring storytelling as there is like a. Wow, humans really have thought of, you know, way other <laughs> unique ways to entertain themselves. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's a it's a wild ride, but it's it's a fun one to watch. Nice. Well, I, I didn't have any more that I want to talk about in detail. I had a couple honorable mentions. Um we talked about uh Ken Burns, uh The Vietnam War was one of his series that was very very good. Again, there's some heavy stuff in there cuz it was the Vietnam War, but really really well made, really great series. There've been a few World War II series that I've really liked. Um The World at War was very good. There's one on Netflix called Five Came Back that's really fascinating. So, during World War II, there were so many uh reporters and people who were trying to document the the war, but there also were filmmakers that were making essentially propaganda, you know, uh, uh documenting the war and trying to get people to buy war bonds and and you know, enlist in the armed forces and all that sort of thing to kind of boost American morale. And some of these directors were like big name people. And this uh, documentary series, Five Came Back, focuses on five of them, John Ford, William Wyler, John Huston, Frank Capra, and George Stevens, um, all people who went on to to have very successful film careers and had successful film careers before the war came. All of them went out and were filming in real life in those in those actual battle conditions, um, World War II stuff. And wow. And the incredible footage and this so this is about the the footage they got and the stories behind them and they have interviews uh with people talking about the 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 works of these guys uh interviews with people like paul greengrass steven spielberg francis ford coppola guillermo del toro uh lawrence kasdan uh anyway really really good it's on netflix and i highly recommend that i also i feel like i can't I, I can't finish without at least bringing up some sort of true crime. Uh, I we we enjoy some true crime stuff here, podcasts <laughs> especially. But one that's very very interesting if if you're into that sort of thing is on uh, Netflix, uh, Conversations with a Killer, and there are are three um, serial killers that they've gone into detail about. They've did a series of a few episodes about Ted Bundy, a few episodes about John Wayne Gacy, and a couple episodes about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. They're intense. 
Um, <laughs> and and part of what makes them so fascinating is not only is it interviews with you know people who worked on the cases or people who are connected to the to the uh, connected to uh, what was happening and stuff. The all of these you know really people who did really horrible things, these guys who were convicted and, and executed, they were all interviewed, you know, in, in prison or interviewed in interrogation rooms and stuff. And so a lot of the audio is from them and it's really creepy, (laughs) you know, to listen to like Jeffrey Dahmer explain what was going through his head. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to know this, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, so if you like true crime, uh, conversations with a killer, those, those series are actually really, really good. Um, they just, you have to be maybe in the right mood for that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Wow. Well, I would say I would much rather watch that than some of the movies they make. Uh, you know, they've had a, couple of recent movies with two of those three you just discussed. <laughs> yeah, they and, can they can be a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> and so I, I'm not a fan of making movies that I don't know. It, it I'm not a I'd much rather see the documentaries uh and listen to the to the interrogations and things like that and uh it just allows me uh to understand better than a movie that in my opinion often uh manipulates a little bit how they want the viewer to eventually feel about things you know what i'm saying that's fair that's fair um and then the last one just briefly i want to talk about is called when we left earth the nasa missions i think it's available on hulu now i can't remember where i first saw it but it's a, a series of episodes that are all about the space program, you know, starting at the very beginning, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Mercury missions and the first humans to, to leave Earth um, goes through the uh, Apollo program and the moon landings, talks about the shuttle. And I think it gets up to the last episodes are talking about, um, you know, the International Space Station and the Hubble telescope and some of that stuff. But really, really interesting and fascinating. And, and uh, you know, I love I love rockets and space travel and all that sort of thing. And it's really cool to see some of this amazing footage from way back when and also from recently just this cool footage of of space and whatever really good documentary series and i think that's all i've got (laughs) dad did you have any others uh no uh dad there was one you recommended to me a while back that was on disney was about like fishermen but like out in like these big storms and like ice fishermen and stuff do you remember what that was called uh there's there's actually was two of them and i think they're on disney but they originated on uh National Geographic, but one... Uh, I would have looked it up, but I just remembered it, so I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> tuna, something tuna. Oh, yeah, that uh, was one of them, yeah. There was another one, oh, though, gosh. that as I watched it, I just kept thinking, man, this makes me feel cold. <laughs> Watching these guys... Yes, like, you feel cold. <laughs> fishing feel... in these horrible storms and snow and ice and everything. I was like, ooh, boy. <laughs> yes, yes, there's... There were two of them, and uh, again, uh, I had to wait till your mom went to bed to watch them because oh yeah, <laughs> they were <laughs> you know uh, they they were rough characters. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was their livelihood, and doggone it, if I can't quite uh, uh, remember the the name of them, but yes, I I actually forgot about them till till you just mentioned that, but. Uh, they they are intense. You'd think just watching some fishermen out in the middle of the ocean wouldn't be that big of a thing, but wow, uh, the drama that goes on is uh, pretty intense. Oh, yeah. 
Now uh, it's going to make me crazy. I got to look up and figure out what that thing was called. Yes. <laughs> Dang it all. Where is this thing? Well, we'll do a follow-up uh, and make sure it gets listed. I'll just record myself be like, this is the name of the show and insert it somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so if I can find it. That's good. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I want to watch them. I want to watch cheese, people pushing cheese down the mountain. <laughs> it's, it's wild. <laughs> I guess that's the beautiful thing about documentaries. We've covered so much ground from uh, cheese rolling down hills to outer space to video games to Formula One to serial killers. Like we've, at baseball, we've covered it all. <laughs> it's, yes. all it's all in there. <laughs> and is, is that not America for you right there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I guess that's probably a good spot to wrap it up then, unless anyone has anything else they want to jump in real quick. I only had one honorable mention, and it was back to Ken Burns, and that was country music. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I didn't know anything about it uh, until I started, again, came across a PBS station that was showing it, got hooked. And then I thought my in-laws would love it because they're all things country music. So I bought it for them, and uh, they didn't like it because they just wanted to hear the music. They didn't want to know any of the background. <laughs> and so uh, so I, I was able to, to get it uh, back. And, uh, <laughs> Not anyway, bad. But it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I came out way ahead on that one. But it, it is, uh, it's enthralling just to see how uh, music forms, you know, uh, and uh, it's, uh, Nolan would bring up, I'm sure, uh, Ken Burns' jazz from 2001. Uh, he just loved it. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and that had 10 episodes. Boy, there's so many. We could just keep going. I, I, I should have saved yes. my honorable mentions for the end. I, I had to get them all out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I could do mine at the end because I've got yeah I've, okay, I've cool. got a bunch to go through. So we can we can we can end it and then you can kind of put in whatever you want as I babble at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh well in that case we'll wrap it up. Uh we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at the favorite show at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast. Let us know your favorite documentary series. We barely scratched the surface with all of the ones we've talked about already. Uh, so let us know what your favorites are. Also, let us know if you have suggestions for future guests or topics or whatever. Uh while we're at it, Dad, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Loved it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Very good to have you. We'll have to we'll have to find another topic to have you back again soon. <laughs> Isn't that hard to find? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just we want to talk about something you're interested in. You know, we, if we're, we're going to talk about our favorite anime films, you know, there you may not have as many that you want to talk about. So, <laughs> right. I have one and only one. Hey, there you go. Well, we'll have you on for that one then. <laughs> Uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and we'd love a five star rating if you like what you hear and if you don't feel like giving us a five star rating is it because Shannon wasn't here Shannon that come must on. be it <laughs> just kidding I'm not going to put that on Shannon we just we'd like five stars that's the truth and that's factual you can document that yeah well I think that'll do it until next week my name's Aaron Sean here and I'm Shannon <laughs> talk to y'all later bye <laughs> cue the music
Sean, you've got a lengthy list, I think, still, right? Sure, yeah, I'll just go through them with a tiny bit of information. So uh, the first one is called Unwell. It talks through some extreme health trends, and I like that it it talks to people on both sides of it. So pretty interesting, things like intermittent fasting, um, which isn't too extreme, but the intermittent fasting of like, I don't know, 20 days without eating and stuff like that. Um, another one called Surviving Death that talks through a lot of the different experiences that people have had um, that they tie to to experiences uh, dealing with people who've gone after, right? Whether it's, it's near-death experiences or mediums and all, all kinds of stuff. Another is Tiger King. Uh, this one has a special place just because I, my wife and I accidentally visited his zoo um, before the show came <laughs> out and before he was in prison. And we saw him, and it was when he was running for president of the United States. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he had T-shirts there and stuff like that. Uh, the next one is How to Become a Tyrant, which... <laughs> Um, oh, that, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, I I have to give it a little bit of context, which is just I struggle at times to see how dictators have this way that they have over people, and so it's it's kind of satire. Um, I don't want to say it's necessarily making light of the atrocities, but it's done in a way that focuses on a different aspect, which is how these people came to power, how they kept their power, and how people obeyed them, right? Which is it's kind of nuts. Yeah, I've watched it. I think it's very well made. Next one is Inside Bill Gates' Brain. It's just interesting to see a guy who reads all the time and who plans to donate 99% of his wealth to try to improve the world. Uh, next one is History 101. Just jumps through different different topics. Uh, I, I will say it has a bit of a slant to it, but um, pretty interesting topics. Speaking of true crime earlier, Making a Murderer, especially season one, um, where it just kind of leaves you leaves you wondering what's going on. Uh, another is Spycraft, which kind of came back to my inner child of thinking that spy equipment and spy stories are really cool. There's greatest events of World War II in color, just again, kind of diving into the history and, and the greatest generation. Uh, there's another one called Home Game, which goes into some other crazy sports, not necessarily <laughs> quite like rolling cheese, but some sports I had never been familiar with. Another called Inside the World's Toughest Prisons, um, where a guy who was convicted and was in prison for a long time was exonerated, and now he goes around and stays for like a week in different prisons <laughs> and, and documents it. You couldn't pay me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nuts. <laughs> uh, and then a couple other just about different things in society, whether one's focused on food called Rotten and another one just different things um, that kind of highlight uh, some craziness in society called uh, Broken. But anyway, just a lot out there, um, a lot of honorable mentions. And what's great about this is I still learned about more that I haven't seen. So thanks for the favorites and the recommendations of some to see. And if my descriptions were too long because I went through so many, I could just rapid fire the names too, if you prefer. Oh, no, you're good. I have a long loop of the ending song I can just put under. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs>